Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, welcome back to UAP. It's episode 46 right here, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. It's Stephen Diener right here, Karen Curtis over there. How are you, Karen? I'm well, thank you so much. We had a little lost time last week, but we're back. Yeah, I know. My gosh. I mean, it's it's like when we don't do it one week, I, I feel like, what, what are we doing? We haven't done UAP in forever. So. Well, you were both abducted and taken up to the mothership. <laughs> they harvested my eggs and Stephen's sperm, and now we're back. <laughs> Well, maybe we are uh, parents of a new race. I don't know. But that's what this is here. Part three, the concluding part of our uh, Alien Hybrid Agenda series that, that's kind of turned into a three-part series wasn't intended that way when we did the first episode, but there was so much to cover that we were like, wait a minute, this is a lot, so we should probably uh, break this up, and that's what we did. So now, final third part here of this, uh, I guess you can call it a trilogy of the alien hybrid agenda, and this is Mothers of a New Race, and we're yeah. going to talk about, um, well, some women who say not only have they been abducted, not only have they had, you know, all these different experiences and, you know, been part of these experiments, but they actually have and had have contact with their alien hybrid children. The way to look at it, if you ever saw the movie Contact... When Jodie Foster goes to see her dad right. on the island, it's in a dream state. Yeah. And so that's they how they see their children. And, right. Yeah, and, and talk. So we're going to get into It's not like all... they like go to a preschool and visit their kid. Well, <laughs> there's some pretty interesting stories here. So you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. So we're going to get into all of those and talk about these uh, these fascinating happenings and all the details of these, these different women who have had these experiences and talk about all that. And first, though... Karen, you know we got to get into the factoid. So, what factoid do you have today before we get into all of the uh, amazing stories that we have ahead? I'm super excited about this. You know how I love NASA's James Webb telescope, yeah, the space yeah. telescope that they launched. Was it a year ago? That's right, almost one. Well, That's six months. Year. Yeah, and um, it is amazing that the full, the first full color images and spectro spectroscopic data will be released on July 12th. Oh, cool. Of this year. Oh, wow. That's only like a few weeks away. I I know. As we record this right now. It's huge. So, you know, this telescope has the cutting-edge instruments designed to examine everything from our solar system to distant and old galaxies, uh, 
the early universe mm. from only 100 million years after the Big Bang. I mean, I cannot wait to see these images. And they are free. All you have to do is go to space.com, courtesy of NASA, or go directly through the NASA website, and you'll be able to see them on July 12th. Yeah, and I'm sure when those come out, obviously we'll talk about them a little bit. And I'll also tweet those out on our uh, show Twitter, the yes. uh, at UA Podcast 850, which um, if you want to follow us there, this, we're always putting out different updates about episodes and things coming up. So I'll tweet out those pictures too when the time comes. That's, that's going to be awesome. Well, the, just the, the, how they positioned this telescope out there, it has this huge gold umbrella Remember that had yeah, to deploy right. in really space? Cool. It was un- unbelievable what it went through to get out there. And they did it successfully. And I cannot wait to see these images. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. But right now, what I'm looking forward to is really this episode and a lot more to come after this episode. This is Again, this is the concluding part of this series. We're going to get into a little bit, something a little bit different next week, which we'll tell you about before we're done here today. But it has been a, a long and quite frankly, a strange road for us, Karen, during these this uh, three-part series, and if you thought that we were going to slow things down to finish this off, then you must be new to the show because that's not how this works at all. No. And just to quickly recap, in case you hadn't heard the first two parts, you're always welcome to. But you know, we can do a quick recap. Um, the, we talked about uh, Jesse Davis. He was somebody who was abducted. Talks about his, his abduction experience. Had an implant in his shin. Started at a young age as a child, as a you know, kind of like five, six year old. And we hear that common denominator a lot when we talk yeah. about uh, abduction stories. They pick certain people that have certain characteristics or mm-hmm. pa- energy fields, and yeah, I guess so. And they keep taking them over a, a series of years. Yeah, and, and Jesse Davis was one of those, and he in that first episode he talked about you know the uh, different experiments they were doing and taking his, well, you know, sperm. I guess no other way to put it uh, to to aid in these hybridization experiments that that the aliens were doing. So he talked about that. He talked about meeting his children at one point on a ship, and then last time on part two we were talking about the alien love child story of Elizabeth Clark. Um, that was truly fascinating, and we're going to get into some of your comments, too. We've, we've read some of your comments and uh, what you've had to say about the podcast on Apple and Spotify and everything, and there was one comment that made me laugh. Unfortunately, it was a one-star review, but the comment that came along with the one-star review, which, by the way, this is our only one-star review, so yes. thank you to all of you yes. for the incredible reviews, but there's always one out there. Yeah, <laughs> but tell him why he gave us one star. He said... I actually laughed out loud when I read it. He wrote the review was, Al- "Baby aliens in space? Nope, I'm out." <laughs> no, I think he was talking about my factoid about having birth. Member astronauts Maybe. giving birth in space. Maybe who knows? But I, I found it funny. Obviously, babies have- in space. I'm out. I'm out. I- giving so- birth. But I'm glad that the majority of you have enjoyed what we've done here so far. But there's always somebody. We can't please everybody. But we always have fun. But So those were the first two episodes we talked about all those things when it came to the alien hybridization with, with humans and their agenda and the experiments. Um, but now this one we're going to hear from some mothers who say that they know they've been experimented on. They've met their alien hybrid children. And they actually kind of describe them as well. It's... Pretty amazing. So, with all that being said, Karen, yes, it's time to start off the final leg of this journey with the story of Bridget Nielsen, not not Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, the actress Sliced from Rocky. ex-wife. No, no, Bridget Nielsen. <laughs> right. And she talks about, or actually, we kind of explain here uh, her hybrid children community and what all that means. 
There are a lot of reasons that aliens might come to Earth, but according to Bridget Nielsen and the members of her hybrid children community, one of the biggest reasons is that they want our DNA. They use it to create alien-human hybrid children, and the HBC explains it like this. Everyone involved in the hybridization program made a sole agreement before coming into this lifetime to take part in the agenda to awaken humankind and reunite us with our galactic family. All right. The HBC. Yeah, it has an abbreviation. How do you like yeah. that? So. I don't know if you're able to follow all of that, but all kidding. Please translate. <laughs> yes. We, we, I just found it interesting how her explanation of why aliens come to Earth in the first place pretty much matches everything that we've been talking about. Because yeah. you hear it there, and we've talked about it during this series, and then she talks about, well, you know, they're coming here to take our, you know, use our DNA to use our, our eggs and sperm to aid in this hybridization process, which is what she says happened to her. So they're talking about, you know, the harvesting and the purposes of that for you know so, like these hybrid beings. When they take the egg, do they just take the DNA from the egg? Well, you know, she makes all these different claims, and, and she talks about making like a soul pact. You know, you heard it there, right? I'm not sure about all that. And that she's a star seed. Yeah, wow. she the, she has a whole YouTube channel, so if you want to yeah. look into that, you can. Um, but she, you know, not not to put her down by any means. This is her experience. This is what she says that she she went through, and you know, maybe some. Enlightenment that she's had, I don't know. You may give it what you will, but something like a soul pact, like she talks about, and you heard there in that clip where it's like you you almost say yes to being a part of this process before your soul enters your body as a baby. I guess oh, is what she's getting at, right? Something like that, as as far out there, no pun intended, as that may sound. That first hearing of it, it does kind of make sense. It does, uh, yeah. When you start to think about. The one common denominator, Karen, that we always talk about, which is age. We always hear about the age element when it comes to these abduction stories. And whether it was Jesse Davis in part one, whether it was you know Elizabeth Clark in part two a couple weeks ago when we came out with that, or Bridget Nielsen here, they all have this common denominator of being abducted. Separate stories, separate parts of the country and separate parts of the earth. I mean, Elizabeth Clark was from where? South Africa. Yes. When we talked about her in part two. And, and whether you want to talk about Elvis in our Celebrity Encounter series that we did, you know, a couple months ago, and he talked about having experiences as, as a young kid. I hope they took some of his sperm and made a little Elvis hybrid. <laughs> there might be. Who knows? I wonder where it is. I don't know. Maybe he's put on a concert somewhere. Hybrid, not hybrid, hybrid right? No, hybrid. So, but whatever, it's, it's just, I know it sounds crazy, like you said, when you first hear it, you know, soul packed before you enter your body. Is yeah, but that makes sense because if you believe in reincarnation and that your soul travels through different forms of bodies and not even just on this earth it does make sense that you you know you have to have an agreement and maybe there's that's, contractual law in space yes and maybe that's why you're seeing that same story over and over again of well my first abduction experience happened when i was five when yeah. i was six when yeah. i was seven i don't know that's just me you know kind of hypothesizing but Bridget actually kind of sounds off here. Again, this was from her uh, YouTube channel. She has a lot of videos. Um, so we, we kind of found this part interesting because she really goes into detail about the how and the why of the alien hybridization process. So I'll, I'll let... Yeah, and she's standing in a river, so you're going to hear you're water. Hear, yes, I'm glad you said that. There's like some running water sounds. Yeah, and then behind her is a mother, and her kid is falling into the river behind <laughs> her. So, I mean, what? It was fine. It was a shallow river. Yeah. It was fine. Here we go with Bridget. So how are these little hybrid kids generated and created? Well, they're created from us. And so how did the Zetas do it? How did the Greys create us and create them? 
I said create us because they're one of our genetic ancestors. So you got a hybrid kit, right? What they're trying to do is they take from genetic lineages. So we know that they're taking from genetic lines, so your ancestors. So they took from me, they took from my dad, they took from my grandma. And they're going through these lineages like racehorses, breeding us. And in these genetics, what they're looking for are certain energetic frequencies and physical genetics that not are better than others, but are just what they're looking for to create the hybrid children. So maybe higher doses of Pleiadian, higher doses of Syrian. And so within that, they don't need to go out and search and go, hey Pleiadians, we need some of your DNA to construct these kids. They're taking it from us. So you hear the kid I in the background, and then it sounded like a helicopter's coming in to I think rescue him. I think they're coming to get her for <laughs> everything she's revealing. I might have heard some Palladians in the background yeah, screaming. Yeah. I'm not sure what that was, but it's look. I know that was really heady. I know that was there was a. It's pretty heavy. Everything she got into it in, in one minute, um, but that's her deal, and that's her experience where she's talking about. Hey, I'm in tune with this. I know what's happening. I know why it's happening and how, you know, how it happens. And, the, you know, again, we always say you, you take what you, you want. Yeah. Take from this what you want. You think it's BS. That's fine. You think there's something to it. Great. That's that's why we do this. We want to give you the details and the information. But she does add some important detail as well, Karen, in some of her interviews. She talked about how many different hybrid species have been created. According to her account. You mean like been, races, different races? Yeah, exactly. She says there's five different hybrid races that have been created through DNA experimentation. And one of those races is called the Shalanaya, which I have to admit I had never heard of before. I have not. So that was new to me. Um, She also says that the communication between alien hybrid children, you touched on this a little bit, Karen, that and their Earth mothers are uh, primarily done through dreams. That makes sense, though, because aliens, they communicate telepathically, Right. right? So that does make sense. And I think you made a good comparison with the movie Contact. I love that movie, by the way. Oh, yeah. Love that. A young Matthew McConaughey in there right. as well. Right, and yes, and uh, Jodie Foster. Yes. and but So, you know, you, you can't, spoiler alert, if you've never seen Contact, but, you know, there's a scene where she kind of has contact with the aliens and she's talking to them and they appear to her in almost like a dream state. And, you know, they appear as like her father and stuff. So, But it's, it's an interesting comparison. So I, I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. But I'm sure you're also wondering, what about those new races that she mentioned? I'm not just going to drop on you a bomb of five different hybrid races that have been created and expect you to take it and walk away. No, we actually do have some information on those. Are you ready for this? I am. Okay. According to Bridget Nielsen in her research, the Essasani oh. is uh, one of the races that have been created. They're hybrids made from greys and humans. Ah. And they're known as the third hybrid race. Essasanes. Yes. Okay. Do they live on Earth? No. Okay. But there are some hybrids who people claim, and you're going to hear a little bit as we go on, are on Earth. Okay. Some are here. Some are, you know, in the Pleiadians, Zeta Reticuli. They are sailing through space, you know, just different spots. But throughout the universe, I guess you could say. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
And then this one, I got it. Listen, I can try to sound like the expert, but I have to tell you, I've never heard of this name before, and I, I have, don't even know how to pronounce it. Okay. But I think it's pronounced Yahil. I think so, or Yahel. Ya- ya- Yahil, maybe? Yahel. It's Y-A-H-Y-E-L. So I'm sorry to sound like an idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about, but this is the first time that I had heard this name and seen it spelled out. So pronounce it how you want. <laughs> so it's made from greys and humans again, but it's yep. a different race? Yeah. It's the fifth is, hybrid race. Right. It's the, it's the fifth hybrid race. And she says, actually, that it was their spacecraft. Remember the Phoenix Lights? Yes. In 1997, we actually did a, a feature on that during um, our episode, Undeniable Mass Sightings which was maybe, what, four or five months ago. You can always look back on that as well. What was the governor saw it? Yeah, the governor, yep, of of Arizona. I think the mayor of Phoenix, they all saw it. I mean, it's it's the most famous mass sighting case in American history. Um, She says that it was actually their triangle craft that was seen. Uh, Okay. That their craft was the Phoenix Lights in 1997. So it was the Yahil. The Yahil, I guess you could say. Um, but she says they're going to be the first to land to make contact with humans. So take oh. that for what it's worth. And what I understand is the reason why we're all hearing about this now from the government is that aliens have been waiting and they're telling those that know about them on Earth to wait until humans are ready and we are technologically advanced enough to be able to deal with a one-to-one meeting with aliens and an understanding that they do exist. Well, listen- we're ready. Go back. It makes sense to me. I mean, go back to our p- previous episode a couple weeks ago, part two of this series with Elizabeth Clark. It was the very last soundbite we played. She said that her alien lover there, Akin, um, I forget the name, Meton. How can I forget the name Meton from the planet Meton that she was on, that she says she was on, um, that he told her, go back and spread the word. And will come when we feel people are ready. And she said that. We have the soundbite of her saying that in her interview 30 years ago. Right. Talking about that experience that they're going to come when they feel like pretty much, you know, the human race is ready to accept it. And we, we've kind of caught up. So maybe yeah. there's something to that. And technologically, we're kind of ready. I mean, we've already got this guy from Google saying that AI has become its own person. <laughs> Careful with that. I know. Gosh. I mean, so I guess we're ready to accept and the government obviously is letting us know that yeah there's something out there I would love to know I mean but hey we do the podcast for a reason right yep and I also found this to be a little shocking maybe even I can say eye-popping with what she had to say about the grades because she mentions the grades a few times here she says that they are get this okay a parallel reality of humans that are genetically modified they themselves are genetically modified the these the alien grades uh huh and that they come from the Zeta Reticuli star system. Oh. Now, this, right away when I heard that, Karen, I thought of two things, both in our past episodes. Number one, a parallel version of ourselves, okay? Think back to when we did the episode, Are We the Aliens? Yes. Now, we talked about, and we talked about the Greys. Right. And we said, and I had no idea that this theory even existed on Bridget Nielsen's side. So, when we started talking about... Are we the greys? Are we the aliens? Are the greys our future selves? Are they, you know, some type of hybridization of the human race that we know here on Earth? And she's basically saying, yes, that's that's pretty much how it goes. Yeah. And that they come from the Zeta Reticuli star system. So why did that strike me? And I think you probably thought of this too. Betty White. Not Betty White. I know. That's I was going to say <laughs> Betty White. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> no, not Betty White. It was the story of the couple who was taken. I thought about Betty White, not the actress. The story of the couple that was taken uh, in New Hampshire back in the 1960s. And she says that she had the star map. Remember they put her under and they said, she well, go ahead. She drew the map of the Zeta Reticuli She drew it. Star. And we didn't even have that mapped out yet. No. And she draws this, and then they realize later on, wait a minute, this matches the Zeta Reticuli star system. And she said that's where the aliens came from, that it abducted Betty and Barney Hill. There you go, Betty and Barney Hill. Yeah, Betty White. So it's so funny how it all connects again. (laughs) Exactly. So there you have this statement from Bridget Nielsen who says, you know, she's in tune with all these things, and she's been abducted, and has her own kids, which we're going to get into here in a second. And the things that she's saying connect to... What Betty Hill had to say 60 years ago. Right. When she drew the star map of the Zeta Reticuli star system, saying that the aliens came from there. Yeah. So Further validation. It's pretty interesting. So if you do want to fall down a deep rabbit hole, by the way, you can check out the Hybrid Children Community website. Ah, the <laughs> HCC. Yes, it's uh, hybridchildrencommunity.com. Pretty okay. straightforward. Because uh, I do have to admit, Karen, I went there as part of the research for this episode, and it is... Absolutely fascinating. Do they have pictures? <laughs> they have uh, artist drawings. renderings. Okay. Yeah, of drawings of what uh, the alien hybrid That's right, children That's right, because they like. see them in their dreams, so they would have to... Yeah, that. and they have these big eyes. They look like human children, but they have these big eyes. They're almost like glowing in a sense. So you'll Ooh. see for yourself, there's a lot of stuff on there if you want to check it out. But to wrap this part up here, this story, you might be wondering... Like we mentioned, what about her hybrid kids? Oh, oh, Bridget Nilsson, here she so is. So here you go. There are a surprising number of people who have joined the community to get closer to their alien children, and Nielsen knows how important that connection can be. She is the mother of six hybrids, Crystal, Lily, Luna, Neo, Tio, Alice, and Twister. She says that she's met some of the men who have contributed their DNA to her hybrid children's existence, and that some remember their abductions while others do not. Wow. Yeah. So she's got six of her own, according they to her. They kind of are named like Elon Musk names his kids. <laughs> right. It's kind of like... Same thing. Spacey, starry yeah. names. But So there you go. Yeah. That's the story Bridget Nielsen has six hybrid children. She has seen them before in dream states and things like that. And she says she's got it all figured out. So make it that way you will. But I, I find it fascinating. I do. Now... How about this one? I know the name of the episode is Mothers of a New Race, okay? But I couldn't help but to add this story about a man from England named Simon Parks. So why are we talking about Simon Parks? Now, for reference, he is a counselor for the Labor Party in the English town of Whitby. Hmm. And that's that's just kind of a fancy way of saying he's a British politician. Okay. This story has everything, which is why I wanted to put it in here. Get ready, because it's kind of like an alien soap opera. Listen... Just go ahead and listen to this. According to The Guardian, his shocking confession came in 2012. He admitted that his, quote, real, more important mother was a nine-foot-tall, green-skinned alien woman. (laughs) He explained that he had known this for a long time, and things escalated when he was 11. That's Uh when his alien mother picked him up for a trip on her spacecraft. (laughs) And this is by no means the end of the story. The Scotsman reported that Parks went on to say that he now had regular liaisons with an alien woman he called the Cat Queen. Oh, no. Those liaisons had resulted in a daughter named Zarka, and he added, My wife found out about it and was very unhappy, clearly. That caused a few problems, but it's not on a human level, so I don't see it as wrong. That's an issue. Typical (laughs) British politician. They always have, you know, some sort of a a sex triangle going on. (laughs) 
So not to make light of the story, I mean, it could be 100% no, hey. true, but I can't help but to laugh because the details are just so fantastical when you hear about a guy who says that he was, has an alien relationship, but I guess it's not that much different than Elizabeth no. Clark. That's right. Right? She says she had a relationship with Akin the alien on the planet Meton. This guy says it was, you know, a, an alien cat queen, whatever that means. That's how he describes her. And they had a, a child together, a love child. But I wanted to add him because I did find it interesting how he is an alien hybrid on the other end of the spectrum where he is actually the hybrid. He's not the mother of a hybrid race. He's not the one that they're taking, you know, the hybrid children from or using the woman for the hybrid children. He is a hybrid, right. according to him. Right. That his mother... What was she, eight feet tall? Nine and- feet tall. couple things stood out. Number one, him saying that he's a hybrid himself with his mother being an alien, that his abductions were taking place as a child. Again, same thing there. He's the hybrid and the alien love tri- uh, child angle again. Right, right. So there's there's something going on here. Yeah. I mean, you have all these stories from different parts of the world. This one took it to the next level, but that's, well, that's the story of Simon Parks. Somehow I think Hollywood knows about all this and has known about it. You have My Favorite Martian. You remember you had The Jetsons. Then you had all the movies that came out pretty much are coming true. There is always something, right? Yeah. Like the monolith in 2001. Right. Space Odyssey. The monolith. Remember that one showed up in the desert here. Remember they kept showing up everywhere. Yes. They were so random. Right. What's going on? I don't know. Hollywood Theory, that could be a whole other episode Uh, of Hollywood Theory. Good one. I love that one. Yeah, that could be interesting. Oh my God, jot that down. Well, we'll make a note of that. But now, last and not least, Karen, as we finish off our trilogy here of the Alien Hybrid Agenda... Uh, we're going to get into a woman named Geraldine uh, Orozco, and it's just another example of how the hybridization agenda can work. Um, it's one of the most extreme cases of abduction and hybridization that I've ever heard, quite honestly. And really, I, I have to say, it's actually a little disturbing the first time I heard about it because it's an incredible example for this series, and I felt it needed to be shared. So I do want to say real quick, with this story, that's uh, really the main portion of it is that Orozco has struggled with miscarriages, multiple miscarriages. And I know that's a sensitive subject, and it's something that I want to point out that I don't want you know make anybody feel uncomfortable with it. I've known a lot of people in my own personal life who have dealt with miscarriages before, so it's not our intention to make you feel uncomfortable with this. It's just that it's a big part of her story. Because with her miscarriages, she says that she always felt something was off. She felt like the babies went missing. Whoa. So what does that mean? Hmm. So when we go into it, the shocking part here is that she says her babies, Karen, were, were physically being taken out of her. They were being taken out of her womb by alien entities. So she she lost her pregnancies kind of in the third trimester? She never lost them. Oh. Is what she's saying, basically, that they were being attributed to miscarriages because the babies were no longer inside of her. Got it. The fetuses were gone. But they would wait until the babies, the fetus was developed. I guess of a certain yeah. right developmental stage. Viability. And, right. Right, exactly. So, you know, they always said, well, look, you know, obviously the earthly explanation is another miscarriage. I'm sorry, you know. But she's saying that they went missing and they were, they were being taken out of her. She would be abducted and they would be taken out of her from these alien entities and be used 
for hybridization experiments. You know, and you could say, well, that's how she rationalized it in her head. You know, sure. made her feel better. But um, yeah, this is, she recounts the amount of times that she was abducted and what she saw. According to Discovery, when Geraldine Orozco struggled through several miscarriages, she claimed that there was much more to it. Every time she said the baby was missing. As it turns out, she allegedly came to find that her babies were being taken from her by alien entities. She recounted how she was abducted eight times, and during one of those times, she was taken to meet children that she believed were the babies that had been harvested from her. She described them. They're not all the way human. This gray, thin skin to a much bigger head and these giant eyes that are so deep and so profound and so complex. What I recognized as I was meeting that child was that it was my child. Mm. I mean, this... This stuff goes so deep, you know? I mean, and that's why I think we had to do a three-part series for this one particular subject because there's so many. And that's the, that's the damnedest thing, isn't it? There are so many stories of this. Yes. Of it, just different people, different walks of life through different decades and different parts of the earth. Yeah. Who all experience, say they experience being abducted and being used for experimentation to create hybrid races. I mean, there's... So many stories of this. It's unbelievable. So how do you square this with Catholicism and that, you know, we were actually made by God and put on the earth by God through Adam and Eve? The way, and I'm glad you asked that, Karen, because... Or are we just hybrid ancestors of other aliens? I don't get paid the big bucks enough to be able to make those... those Maybe theories. Adam and Eve were aliens. I don't know. Because how did they start a race? To somebody, I guess. I mean, there would be an incest galore with that, so that doesn't make sense. I don't know how that works, but what I <laughs> what I do know is, and not to get preachy, I never want to get preachy on here when it comes no, to but, you know you got to square it like up. That. But but, no, but I'm glad you say that because the people always feel like, well, you have to either have a scientific mind or a religious mind, and I think that's complete BS. And I actually saw that. In, in one of our comments, um, not to call anybody out and say, oh, you're terrible. No, I we appreciate all the comments, all feedback. Keep them coming. Yes, negative or positive, we appreciate it all. And someone had said, well, you know, you guys have a great podcast, but cut it out with the Christianity stuff. It's ruining the show. And I kind of take resentment toward that. And again, I appreciate the comment, but I resent it in the fact that I completely disagree with that. I feel like, honestly, they're one and the same. You can have theology, you can have faith and, and religion and still be able to talk about yes. the, the scientific side of life and the, and the theoretical side of life and space and life on other planets. Because if you can say that God created human beings and the earth and the universe, and the universe. then he created everything inside the universe. That's so why right. can't we talk about it all as one thing? That's why I look at it. I agree. I don't know. That's just my thing. So, sorry to go off on a tangent there, but I felt it necessary. You're a resident Catholic. You have. I try ahead. to I try to reconcile everything into one big bowl. There you go. So, but now get this, okay? She actually mentions to get back here to a, a Geraldine's story. She mentions Eisenhower. No. Why is that a big deal, President Eisenhower? Well, first uh, let's let's. We've talked about him. Here's what she said first, and then we'll react to that. Okay. Orozco believes that her experiences go back to a deal that former President Dwight D. Eisenhower made with aliens. In a nutshell, the aliens were going to be allowed a certain number of abductions and breeding hybrids was 100% part of it. Her Instagram says that she identifies as a hybrid mother and continues to explore interdimensional contact. She's on the gram. Look at that. Yeah. So, I mean, all the best to her. You know, 
going through missing your children. But if she is at peace with it, which it sounds like she is, if she feels like, all right, I'm part of this process and I get to see my hybrid children and I know they're there, then by all means, all power to you. But, but that Eisen- can't be easy. Eisenhower had a documented meeting with yes. the Greys. That's the thing that got, I could not believe yeah. it when she mentioned so, Eisenhower. Yeah, there's always little threads that connect everything and some say oh he broke his tooth on a chicken wing and went at two in the morning to right. the dentist but no he went they say and met with the greys and that's where they struck up the deal okay you can take this yep. number of abductees that's right and, and that goes back that's one of our original episodes if you ever want to go back and listen to that um what was that the presidents and aliens or u.s military i forget what it was but it's like in the first five episodes i think and you can always go back and listen to any of the episodes. It's on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's 850WFTL.com, podcast1.com. And I actually found, I didn't know this, and this is so bad because it's our podcast. You would think I know where it is. It's on Amazon Music as yes, well. Yes, it is. Yes. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Maybe some of you are listening on Amazon right now, and you're probably laughing to yourself thinking, you don't even know where your own podcast is. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. So you In can, the universe. That's right. So you can go back and listen to that episode or any other episode you want to catch up on because the thing about it and we I know I sound like a broken record if you've heard all the the shows we don't mean to connect them no it just happens (laughs) that's the thing I always so find so fascinating every time we do an episode that here we are on episode 46 and it connects back to something we did almost a year ago now where we talked about Eisenhower and his meeting with the Greys. It's incredible to We're me. We're almost how it all a year connects. old. Yep. Yes, that's right. It's and if you soon. watch Ancient Aliens for this year's productions, mm-hmm. they're kind of echoing what we've been saying for the past year. Giorgio's listening yeah, to our show. I think so. All right, because they're they're taking the kind of bent that we have. Okay. and saying the same stuff. All right, I'm not mad if they want if they, as long as they're listening. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, <laughs> we could you know, we'll, we'll try to get to their level for you. But we appreciate everybody who's been helping us. To, to get there. But I just, I can't believe that. So it all connects. Once again, Eisenhower, the meeting with the Greys. And you're right, not to get too much into it, but I've always found that that's one of the funniest things to me because the press knew about it. They right. knew that Eisenhower had left in the middle of the night, went to the secret base. I think it was in Palm Springs somewhere. I yes. know it was in California. Right. And they're trying to figure out, why did the president leave? Where right. did the president go? Oh, well, the official story is um, he chipped his tooth and had to go to the dentist. At three in the yeah, morning? right, right. Okay. So go back and listen. You think you'll enjoy that. Now, amazing stories, you know, amazing encounters that we've gone through here in these three parts. But I have to say, Karen, before we wrap up, I want to play you this one more clip um, that I thought really encapsulated our entire three-part series here in a nutshell. And it's from a woman named Hillary Porter. She did an interview uh, maybe about five years ago or so, and she detailed... Her abduction experiences, which, again, she said started as a child, but she thinks she has it all figured out, and it's really fascinating how much, and almost kind of eerie, how much what she says here just, it's like, boom, this is everything we've been saying. And she's from across the pond, by the way. Yes. For those of you listening from England. What they want from a, a young female, as soon as she's able to produce eggs, that's what they want. And that's why they take you. They've been doing a breeding thing for many, many, many years. They extract through the navel because they have to put this thing through there, whip that egg out and so on. And the same with men. You know, they want the sperm. Then they sort of experiment on you and all sorts of things. You see, what they want is you to mother these Mm half-human hybrid 
babies. Boom. The hybrids are now here, definitely. Oh. And amongst us. Boom. Amongst us. How do you like that? Wow. Everything. Everything we've discussed right there. <laughs> so I guess they once you start ovulating, then you're a candidate for them to harvest. Because women are born with their full complement of eggs, but right. not until they start ovulating are they ready to go, I would suppose. And Makes then sense. it's basically like a, a horse stud farm for the men. Kind of like Bridget Nielsen yeah. talked about so, when we started, yeah. Man. Wild, huh? I wonder if you have any hybrid children running around out you there. You never know. Sometimes I think my kids are aliens the way that they <laughs> act. <laughs> My gosh. But before before we go, I do want to mention, I said I was going to talk about some of the comments and reviews that we've been getting. We've never done that before. And I, I feel like I want to at least acknowledge some of the people who have been uh, talking at us and talking about us. And because I really appreciate that. I know you do too, Karen. I, I mean, do. for anybody, number one, you're taking the time yeah. to, to find us. To reach out and yeah. And you find the podcast interesting enough um, to listen to. And to consume and to help us to grow. And this isn't us patting ourselves on the back. I want to thank you guys to help us to grow to where we have, which by the way, not to get too like behind the scenes, but we are now a top 25 podcast in our entire nationwide company. Yeah. And it's because, and that's a really big deal. Less than a year. (laughs) Less than a year. I have another podcast that's in the top 25, but I've been doing it for four years. Right. Florida True Crime. Yes. Full rigor. But yeah, this one has now surpassed that one. I mean, so it's, and I, it's all because of you. I mean, the way that you guys have taken to this show around the world, and that's the thing that really gets me when I stop to think about it, is like, we have people around the world who enjoy this show, and I'm so happy that we can do that. If you know? you're a hybrid, please reach out. <laughs> yeah, that too. We would love that. We can do an interview Love to hear from you. But here's what, this is, it's a very long um comments but I'll, I'll try to summarize as best i can this was some from uh, a listener named husky who uh gave us this comment on may 9th and they gave us a five-star review so thank you husky five extraterrestrials yes and they said it's a great show and they said they tried other podcasts uh, in this genre and they really only listen to three podcasts including ours and they say it's hard to stay committed and stay subscribed due to one or both hosts becoming annoying and they said this hasn't happened yet oh which is nice thank so you thank you for not finding us annoying but he said that they really enjoy the different topics that we cover and they find themselves thinking about the stuff when their mind wanders at work. Really? Well, we do get rather deep sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. They talk about how some of the topics from different episodes end up paralleling each other. Yep. Right? How they connect. We talked about that before. And they say it's fun to, to experience the connection with those, uh, you know, that, that we have right. as hosts in the different episodes. And they, they, they do find the religious history part interesting, even though they're not religious. So we thank you for that. Because, again, I kind of find that they go hand in hand. They never want to get preachy, which I also appreciate because they said that we don't think we get preachy. Oh, good. So thank you. <laughs> I'm glad because I never want to get preachy, whether it's the story or, you know, religion itself. That's not something that we try to do. And they thanked us for doing the show and, you know, keeping an open mind. And they're listening to all of them. They said they stumbled across the Marilyn Monroe episode, oh, yeah. and they've been hooked ever since, <laughs> and they've listened to every episode, and they say they're from Crazy California, because remember Perfect. we did the episode about Crazy California, so it's I, I love that. So we have a lot of comments. I can't go through all of them now, but everybody's saying we love the podcast, great hosts, great content, five-star reviews from, from our listeners. So I just wanted to say that, again, that's not like a self-congratulatory thing I was doing. I wanted to give you guys a shout-out. We appreciate Thank you so you. much. Yeah. 
And yay us. Yay. So <laughs> we hope that you continue to listen to the show and continue to give us five extraterrestrial stars. And uh, whether, whatever you have to say, whether it's bad or good. Like we said, we had the guy last time who said, babies in space, I'm, I'm out. out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Me too, basically. If it doesn't uh, work for you on that one, we have a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of other episodes that you might find interesting as well. And, and one coming next week. Yes, including next week where we're going to get out of this trilogy and go into something kind of new. I can't wait for this one. We talked about sacred geometry and the golden ratio and things like that. Well, now we're getting into the mysteries of sound. Like being able to move objects with sound. How it changes structures. Oh. Tesla and how he felt vibration was basically the key to the universe. It's extremely fascinating. Even Elon Musk calls sound a limbic resonator. Well, music mostly, but yes. it actually can make shapes in like crop circle That's shapes. right. It makes perfect so geometrical amazing. shapes. So there's a lot to get to and how it relates to the extraterrestrial phenomenon as well. It's going to be incredible. I can't wait to do this one next week. So that'll be next time here on UAP, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. But until then, be sure to keep on downloading, subscribing, listening to the show, giving us those fun ratings wherever you get your podcasts. And check us out on YouTube. That's right. We just started a new thing on YouTube. You can check us out. We have a little teaser video on there. You can see Karen and I as we kind of give you a quick tease of what the episode is going to be like. So that's a fun new thing we started. Just What's search, our YouTube channel name? Just search UAP on YouTube okay, and okay. you'll be able to find it. So until next time, it's Karen Curtis there. It's Stephen Diener right here. Thank you for listening to UAP. We'll talk to you again next time.